0: Hey friends, I want to welcome each of you to this week's online worship gathering. It's great to be able to connect with all of you. And I especially just want to acknowledge that as one church in multiple locations, we're connecting across our region. And I want to greet our brothers at the Kiwani Life Skills Reentry Center, as well as our Vida Nueva family joining us today. Bienvenidos en el nombre de Jesus Cristo. Welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, in this season, as we continue to gather online, as we make adjustments in honoring the restrictions and and the directions of authorities, I just wanna say I'm super proud of you as our church family and the ways that you've continued to love and to serve our communities, the ways that you have leaned into unique times to continue to be the church, The church is closed in the buildings, but the church has never been more active in this season as we continue to love and serve people. And I'm grateful to be walking alongside you as the Heritage Church family in this season. I'm also grateful for a number of teammates who are adjusting and moving in ways that position us to continue to connect. I'm thankful for the ways they're putting in extra effort so that we can continue to be a church connecting to God, to each other, and to our purpose in this season. You know wherever you're tuning in whether it's locally or from afar. This weekend we're once again creating space to worship, to pray, and to study God's Word together. I encourage you as we lean into this space to prepare your heart and mind to connect with the Lord God Almighty. To use this space to connect remotely with each other but also to continue to stay attentive and attuned to where God is inviting you to lean in in this season to make the most of the opportunities he's bringing in front of you even now. So as we get ready to step into worship, into this space and time, uh, I wanna encourage you to, again, prepare your heart, prepare your mind for the space that we're stepping before the Lord in. For those of you who want to go to heritageqc.com and download the note guide that's associated with the message today, you can feel free to do that. But wherever you're joining us from, I wanna encourage you to lean in now. Prepare your heart and your mind to come before the Lord in worship as one church family
1: Welcome friends, to this sacred time of worship. Bienvenidos amigos está Sagrado Tiempo de Alabanza Wherever you are, we want you to know that you are not alone. No estás solo. We are so grateful that we can unite our hearts together in praise.. No matter what this week has held for you, it is our prayer that you would find peace in this time that we share together. Padre Nuestro Jesucristo Espiritu Santo, bienvenidos. Father, Son, and Spirit, we welcome you. Psalm 121 reminds us that He alone is our help. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. The Lord watches over you. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. Let's lean into the spirit of the living God together as we create space to worship Him.
2: 9, it reminds us to think of how much more the blood of Christ cleans up our whole lives inside and out. Through the Holy Spirit, Christ offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice, freeing us from all those dead-end efforts to make ourselves respectable so that we can live out all for God. Just me. It's rewriting my history. It covers me with destiny. It's making all things right. The precious blood of Christ. It's rewriting my history. It covers me with destiny. It's making all things right The precious blood of Christ
3: en el valle si lo haré te exaltaré
4: Oh
5: pray with me. Father, what a powerful thing that we just proclaim to you. That we, as your children, will say and declare, yes, I will. I will lift you high even in the lowest of valleys. God, I will trust you. I will put my faith on you because you are our cornerstone, our, our firm foundation. So Father, we declare that truth even now. God, as many of us are in different seasons of life in this specific difficult season. We know that you're with us, we know that we can trust you, and we know and trust that you are moving in our homes, in our work environments, in our church. So God, would you give us eyes to see you and ears to hear you? Would you give us hearts to obey you? So God, I I pray that as we continue to worship through hearing your word, that we would respond with joy, because God, in in your presence there is joy, there is freedom. And Father, would you change us? Would you redeem us? God, we love you. And everybody said, amen.
1: So grateful that we've had this time together to connect and worship and now some time together in God's Word. You know, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that the last few weeks have been stressful for so many of us uh, for so many reasons. Um, for many of us, we've had to wrestle with personal health concerns or concerns about loved ones. Um, We've had to navigate a shift maybe in our income as we've dealt with the reality of job loss, even here in the Quad Cities. And let's just talk for a minute about no school. Could that be any more stressful? I think it's stressful for parents and for kids for different reasons. For parents, many of you find yourselves juggling now homeschooling or online schooling and working from home. Um, And for kids, what started out as a vacation has now led to a sense of loss of routine and connection with classmates and teachers. And so I think it's important for us to just acknowledge and to hold some space for the sadness, uh, the frustration, the sorrow, maybe even the anger that some of us are feeling right now. And I wanna just remind us that God is big enough for all of that. And so when you're feeling all the feelings, uh, go ahead and feel them. Just don't stay there, though. Process them with someone that you love and trust, who can give you good feedback, who can pray with you. Uh, But let me remind you that God is always present and ready for us to come to him with that stuff and then give us a better word to move forward into I've loved the conversation that we're having around a better word. Jesus offers us a better word even today, and as we've looked at the gospel accounts of the better word that Jesus offered, it's amazing how so many of those words connect to even the situations that we're finding ourselves in in these moments lately. We're going to be primarily in Matthew 14 today, and so I want to encourage you to go there. Um, It'll be available on the screen in just a few moments. Um, You can find it in your notes if you're viewing with us online or in a note guide. Um, But you can also grab your physical Bible or your device and click to you version and join us in Matthew 14. I want to set the stage for us as to what is happening in this passage. Jesus has just performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000 with just a few loaves and fish. We talked about this miracle a few weeks ago, and if you missed that conversation, I encourage you to go to heritageqc.com, maybe later tonight or sometime this week, and click on the Watch Series tab, and you can go back to our More Together series and get caught up in that conversation. But Jesus has performed this miracle, and it was on the hillside overlooking the Sea of Galilee. Now, the Sea of Galilee is a freshwater lake surrounded by lots of little towns that Jesus spent a lot of time ministering in. And so we're going to pick up this account uh, of Jesus in Matthew 14, starting in verses 22 through 33. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night Jesus was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves, because the wind was against it. Now. I love this picture of Jesus. Jesus has just been ministering to all the people and so just imagine he's like poured himself out connecting with all of these people. A miracle has been performed and then Jesus needs to retreat from all that. He needs to self isolate. He needs to recharge and he needs to get some alone time to connect with God. What a glimpse into Jesus' humanity that even Jesus uh, needed that time to recalibrate his heart and his mind and his soul to his heavenly father. For those of you who are honoring the shelter in place order and you find yourself at home, and maybe you find yourself at home with with a lot of people, your family, um, bigs and littles, um, and so you're doing that in proximity with people now 24-7, 365, um, I want to encourage you to remember that it's still so important for us to find that alone time to connect with God. You know, I'm a mom, and I remember what it was like to have two small children. And bathrooms are a wonderful place to retreat to. You can run the water and sit on the floor and pretend that you're in the shower for 5, 10, 15 minutes. That may be all the time that you can get, but I want to encourage you to take that time to do that. It's so, so important um, for us to connect with God and to stay connected with Him in this way. So Jesus is reconnecting with his father, and it says he's up on the mountain, and he looks out over the Sea of Galilee, Galilee, and it's still nighttime, and he sees that a storm has arisen. Now, the Sea of Galilee is this lake, and it's surrounded by the Golan Heights on one side and mountains on the other, and so often it's smooth like glass. But every now and then, a storm will come up kind of out of nowhere. And locals there talk about storms being 30 knot winds or 40 knot winds. 40 knot winds would, would make waves that are 7 feet high. And so when the, when the lake is agitated because of a storm, it's incredibly noticeable. And so Jesus sees this storm and he does something that's interesting. He does nothing. He waits for a while. And when we pick up in verse 25, we're going to see that Jesus waits until right before dawn to walk down and start to, to move towards the disciples. Let's start reading again in verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So how does this passage of scripture speak to our hearts and our lives and our circumstances today? When Jesus heard the disciples call out, he recognized the fear in their voice and his response was to tell them, Take courage. Don't be afraid. It is I. Friends, no matter the fear you are facing, Jesus offers courage as a better word for all of us. Not courage that we can find by grabbing our bootstraps and just going another round. Not courage in our amazing abilities to cope. Not the courage that we find because our nest egg is healthy. Not courage in the things of this world, but courage that he gives us because he is with us. Friends, we can take courage in the face of any fear because Jesus is with us. When our fear meets Jesus, it must submit to the power and authority of the name of Jesus. So Jesus says to all the disciples, take courage, it is I. And I love, love, love that Peter is the one who responds to Jesus and begins a conversation. Peter says, Jesus, if it's really you, call me out of the boat. And I will come to you. And so Jesus invites Peter to come. I love this exchange. Peter's, Peter's brash response and Jesus' crazy invitation. You see, I believe that Jesus is always extending an invitation to us to come. To come and to be with him. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Whatever the circumstances are in our lives right now, we can come to Jesus with those things. We can lay them down and we can find rest, rest that is good for our souls. Many of us are tired. I know that, I'm feeling that even now. And so I have to keep stilling my head and my heart so that I can hear him. I have to keep inviting him Into space with me, inviting Holy Spirit to help me to be still and to know that he is God. Now the account with Peter doesn't end quite there. You see, Peter gets out of the boat and Peter is walking on the water. This is in and of itself a miracle. But then suddenly Peter looks around and he gets overwhelmed at the storm the circumstances in which the miracle is being performed and peter misses the miracle of walking on the water he misses out on what's happening we don't even hear the disciples exclaiming look peter's walking on the water the very next thing that we hear recorded is that is that peter begins to sink because he's overwhelmed by the circumstances in which the miracle is happening Friends, I don't want us to miss the miracle of what is happening and what will happen as we continue to invite Jesus into all the spaces, into all the moments that we are encountering in these challenging times. I love that Jesus knows what Peter will need before he even needs it. And so Jesus has moved close enough to Peter that when Peter takes his eyes off Jesus, he he starts to take in the storm around him. Jesus is right there close enough to reach out and to save him. This reminds me of Isaiah 59.1. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. My brothers and sisters, the Lord's ears are tuned in to your requests. His ear is not too dull to hear, his arm not too short to save. He hears you. You know, sometimes when the storm is raging, All we can hear, all we can see is the storm and we can feel like we're praying and our prayers are bouncing off the ceiling and nothing is changing around us, but this is when we cannot give in to our feelings. We have to know deep, deep in our heart that even when we don't see it, He's working. Even when we don't feel it, He's working. We have an invitation In the moments that we're living in now, to be very attentive to what God is doing. I feel deep in my spirit that there is a shift that is happening. That in some ways, on the other side of all of this, life is not going to be the same. It's going to be different. And I believe that we as Christ followers have an opportunity to look with new eyes at the invitation that God is giving us to see where he is working and to join him in that good work. This image of Jesus so quickly attending to Peter's need for being saved came to life for me just a few weeks ago. Our oldest son Joshua, he was home from Pittsburgh where he attends law school. And we were sorting out really his extended break now and a move to online classes and and what needed to happen with him. It was his last night home and he had asked me if I would cook one of his favorite meals and so I was happy to do that. So as soon as I got home from work that night, I was scurrying around the kitchen. I had a pot of potatoes on the oven um, and I was uh, getting ready to get the chicken dish ready to go in the oven sean and joshua my sean my husband and joshua were both in the kitchen with me hanging out and helping Um, and so we were talking and and there was a lot happening admittedly so i grabbed the chicken dish and i leaned into the oven to place the dish um, in the oven and i heard joshua say mom mom stop don't move you're on fire so i immediately froze i couldn't feel anything Um, I I wasn't quite sure what was happening. Joshua grabbed a dish towel from the sink. It happened to be damp and he started swatting me on the back um, of my jean jacket. He very calmly put out the fire in a matter of seconds before my hair or anything else vital caught fire. Um, It's amazing how quickly it all happened and I was reflecting later about what might have happened had I been alone. I would have had to um, smell my hair burning or feel uh, the fire on my skin to even know the danger that I was in. Um, I was telling my coworkers this story and one of them chimed in, yeah, literally, you would have been a hot mess. (laughs) And uh, that's true. Uh, But my son Joshua, who's a trained EMT, saw what I needed before I even knew it. And he rescued me from what could have been so, so much worse. Friends, Jesus is this for us all day, every day, every second of every moment. He is attentive to us. He is tuned into us. He is ready to rescue and to save. I love that Jesus offers us better words than what the world is offering us right now in the face of COVID-19. Some of the words that I keep hearing are fear um, and worry and dread and anxiety um, and just a a sense even of panic. Uh, But Jesus offers us hope no matter what is happening around us and healing, physical healing sometimes, but for sure ultimate healing um, one day forever. Jesus offers us a faith that can withstand any storm that is greater than any fear. Jesus invites us to have courage. Jesus invites us to come, just as we are. If you've never experienced a relationship with Jesus, this this invitation to come is for you right now. And it would be my prayer that you would, would receive this invitation to come. If you're following along with our conversation today online in the notes, there's a prayer that you can pray um, in our note guide. If you've downloaded it, the prayer is on the back page of that. Um, but if you just are just listening to my voice, the invitation is to come, to, to take his hand that is extended to you to receive the rescue that he offers, to admit to him that you can't rescue yourself, that you need Him, His blood that offers us a better word to to wash over you, to cleanse you, and to bring you into relationship with Him forever. If you do that, if if you receive that invitation today, we would love for you to let us know. You can do that by calling the number, the Pray With a Pastor. We've got pastors right now who are ready to interact with you. You could fill out a contact card and let us know. Um, number one, because we want to celebrate, but also because we want to journey with you as you walk that relationship with Jesus. You know, Jesus is, is a realist with us. And so Jesus acknowledges the fear that we often have in our hearts, just like he did with the disciples. You know, Jesus, I think, demonstrated uh, his humanity in the Garden of Gethsemane where in the face, um, in the shadow of the cross, he, I think he was wrestling with his own fear about what the next moments held. But Jesus also demonstrated for us that the way forward is one of courage. Easter is just on the horizon and it's always on, the, on my heart at this time of year, the courage that it took. For Jesus to walk the road of suffering to the cross to become obedient to death even death on a cross and so Jesus doesn't just flippantly invite us to take courage he showed us first that courage in the face of extreme challenge is not only possible but that it is often the space where miracles happen we can take courage in the face of any fear, of any circumstance, of any storm around us, because Jesus is with us. Right before we entered into this time of walking through this awesome story of Jesus, we sang a song of declaration, and I want to remind us of this truth as we prepare to pray together. Let's keep on saying yes to Jesus. Let's keep on lifting him high in the lowest valley. Let's keep on blessing his name. Let's keep on singing for joy, even when our heart is heavy. All our days, let's bless his name. Let's pray together. God, we declare that we believe that we can count on you. You are never late. But we confess that for some of us, you feel late right now. And so we ask that you would forgive us for our doubt, that you would give us courage to keep coming to you. Father, would you grow our confidence in the truth that you, were, you will never fail us, that you are working even now for our good and for your glory. Thank you for your beautiful example of being willing to shed your own blood so that all would be made right for us. It's your blood that shouts out our freedom and invites us to come and to take courage. We thank you for this gift. Oh, how we love you. We pray this in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of Holy Spirit, amen.
2: better word
6: Thank you so much for joining our online experience today. One of the most important things you and I can do as followers of Jesus in the midst of this season is to, like Peter, fix our eyes on Jesus because he is our hope, he he is our guide. And because of that, you and I can walk forward with great courage in the midst of an unprecedented season. And that's true for us regardless of how old we are. In fact, if you go to heritageqc.com, parents, grandparents, we have resources there for you that our family life team has compiled to help come alongside you as you invest lovingly in your children. There's videos, there's discussion guides, there's the tools that we use on a weekend and we wanted to make those available for you. So I encourage you get on heritageqc.com, click on the family life tab and you can have access to all of those resources. Now, although our physical locations are currently closed. The reality is the church is not closed. In fact this last week we had an opportunity at the Esperanza Center to every morning provide breakfast for the families and children in the Floriciente neighborhood. We also had an opportunity to deliver two weeks worth of meals to 37 families that we have the opportunity to serve there at Jefferson Elementary. You see the church indeed is alive. You and I are the church. And i want to let you know that it's because of your radical generosity that we were positioned to meet these real-time needs just this week and so i want to say thank you for your giving in fact and continue to invite you whether it's online at heritageqc.com click in the give tab or if it's on our church center app it's a simple and secure way for you to give and to continue to be part of the story that god is writing and so finally it's our prayer as a pastoral team for you and for me that in this season we'll become a people marked by prayer. In fact, that's why we've intentionally every weekday at noon have an opportunity for us to gather as a church on Facebook Live for midday prayer. It's an opportunity for us to pause, to fix our eyes on Jesus and to pray together and so I encourage you to jump in and to be a part of that. You can do that simply by liking Heritage Church on Facebook and turning on your notifications and then it will update you in any moment where we go live. And as we close today, my prayer for you is that the Lord would bless you, that he would keep you, that he'd make his face shine upon you, and that he will enable us to walk with courage in the midst of challenging seasons, because Jesus is our hope, Jesus is our guide. And so go be a people of courage and hope today.